Hey, 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 what up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me Who Miss Hollywood. You're tuned into another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. Hey, is it me or is it hiding here? Uh huh. Is it me or is it hiding here? H O double L Y W O. So Hollywood. Can't can't produce more hotness. If you male accomplice, hey. Uh, so Hollywood. Uh, uh, so Hollywood. Hey. Uh, so Hollywood. Hey, 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 what up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me Who Miss Hollywood. (laughs) You're tuning to yet another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. So Hollywood, the podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally, and I bring them together with this thing called entertainment. (laughs) First, I want to start the show off with rest in peace. Oh, my God. It's so many rest in pieces that I've, I've just been coming across and i don't want to you know make this a kind of somber moment but however it's a lot it's a lot of rest in peace moments um actually we just i just scrolled on instagram and i came across michael k williams uh he just passed away uh he was a member of the wire or an actor on the wire um you will be missed and fu kwan which is also a comedian on all deaf digital um he was definitely a well-known um comedian um we were actually supposed to do an interview together but unfortunately his time um came to uh end i think it was a couple of days ago so make sure you guys tell everybody that you love them that the ones that you do even if you don't um just you know Make sure you make sure you let it be known because it's it's definitely out there. Um, but yes, let me do the recap. My recap is episode 74. I had Mari based one. He is a Seattle rapper. Um, he's dope. I actually met him at the core DJ retreat. and I finally got to um, do a whole interview with him. He's really, really dope. I didn't know too many Seattle rappers. So make sure you guys tune in with him and check out his latest episode. Uh, We spoke about being with the family label and um, the many accomplishments that he has had and the ones that he's currently working on, as well as his current single, Suicide, in which you guys can go um, stream that on YouTube. Go over to his page, uh, Instagram page, M-A-R-I-B-A-S. E D the number one. Let me read that again. M A R I B A S E D one. Um, like I said before, catch the latest episodes of So Hollywood. Po- uh, 
I can't even get my words together because I be wanting to talk so fast. Shout out to Carlo- Carlos Avalis. I can say it right. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Shout out to Coach Taylor. Shout out to everybody um, that's tuned in on Instagram. Shout out to everybody that's tuned in via social media. Um, where else am I streaming? All of the digital the, the digital platforms. Um, my special guest, he will be up here shortly. I'm currently waiting on him. But if you want to be a guest on So Hollywood the Podcast, go to www.allofhollywood.biz. Um Yeah, it's just it's just been a long one of those situations. So I don't like I said before, I don't want to prolong this uh episode. Hey, LeBaron from Popcorn World is in here. Man, shout out to everybody. Shout out to everybody for coming through. I have my special guest coming soon. Um, But as we wait, I will let you guys know. I am working on some things. I will be moving platforms here shortly. Um, So just, um, just, just be on the lookout because there's a lot of things that are in the works. There's a lot of things that are happening. Uh, shout out to Popcorn World. Shout out to um, Coach Taylor on Instagram and shout out to Carlos Avalis. Uh, once again, I'm waiting on my special guest. But until then, I, I do want to give him his um, his flowers. However, I want to wait till he actually gets in here. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Episode 75. So previously, I've had um, some really, really dope interviews. Carlos is actually one of them. LeBaron, he's definitely one of them, um, in which I I will send out a follow-up email for you guys to, to see exactly how you felt about the show because I really want you all's feedback when it comes to my podcast. Um, I want to make it as like organic as possible. I want to make sure that everybody gets what they came here for. Um, and I want to make sure that my guests continuously, um, you know, you know, grow and, and do certain things and, and, and have an outlet, another outlet, um, to share their promo, to share their thoughts, to share their mental health, uh, to share just whatever it is that you want to share. It's not just, I mean, it's entertainment based. However, um, you know, we're all human. So with that being said, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, but entertainment plays a big role in our lives today. Um, as I stated before, it, you can be a tattoo artist. You can be a, a construction worker. You can be, um, you can work at McDonald's and, and, and flip burgers. You can work at um, Wendy's. Like, uh, although I'm mentioning them, they need to cut the check. So let me say you can you can be <laughs> you can be a CEO of a <laughs> you can be a CEO of popcorn and and you still have some form of entertainment in your life because I'm sure um if you guys have not tuned in to that episode, LeBaron um Burton, he is the CEO, now the CEO of Popcorn World. He tells about the um, his upbringing as well as the story behind how he um, how he got to Popcorn World and how it became something that was a bigger picture than what he really, really um, thought it was going to be. And, and I had stated that before as well. Like once you see the bigger picture, there's nothing else that can really stop you. And um, like I said before, I'm currently waiting on my special guest. So I'm just going to talk a little bit more about um, some of the some of the interviews that I did have here on um, 
So Hollywood, the podcast. I also had some local, I don't want to call them celebrities. Why do I want to say celebrities? But local um, artists that are from here. And then also, um, shit, I don't know. I've had just about everybody up here so far. But I definitely want um, to expand my horizon. I've done some live broadcastings. Um, Where was it? Uh, Frank, I believe, Frank Lou. I did my second live broadcast, which was uh, in the mix showcase. And it was really, really dope. And I think I'm going to start doing something called um, So Hollywood After Dark. Uh, And I think this is exclusive access. (laughs) This is an an exclusive access for me to you guys. So, um, yeah, I think I'm going to start doing a addition to my podcast called So Hollywood After Dark. And that's probably is not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen daily, probably like one night out of the week. And it's just where people can come up here, have conversations. But I'm going to have it on my personal page so that way it won't conflict on what I'm doing here so um yeah I'm gonna have some topics I'm going to have um what is it I'm gonna have some questions some real life questions um some personal questions some not so personal questions um and and this one is not particularly about entertainment um so it's just more so a a more open platform for those that are looking for answers, looking for some type of conversation, uh, not like sexual conversations or anything like that, but, you know, just having another open platform on my personal page because people, people know. So Hollywood, the podcast, however, um, they also know me as Miss Hollywood, three, one, three, the actual host. So, um, I think that'll just be fair and I'm going to have a scene, you know, you know, I'm going to have my, I'm going to be sitting on my couch and y'all can call up. I'll have a call in number and, or if y'all don't call in, I'll do it through zoom. So, um, I'll send out a code and then y'all can pop in or I don't know. Cause I'm literally thinking about this as I'm going right now <laughs> to be 100% honest, but I've been thinking about it, but you know, I'm, I, I want to succeed in so Hollywood podcast first, but I know that there are other things that, um, I guess that, that, that can be talked about, I guess, outside of entertainment. So I don't want to be, I don't want to, you know, mix up anything. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, and like I said before, if you want to be a guest on So Hollywood, the podcast, go to www.allofhollywood.biz and then also follow me, M-I-S-S Hollywood 313. Um, if you're an artist or if you know any artists or photographers or any videographers, let them know, holla at me. Um, cause I'm actually looking for some things as well. Um, what else? Oh, if you, <clears throat> if you're in the Virginia area, or even if you're not in the Virginia area, you can book a studio session, um, here. Like he does things via, 
um what is it via email and then also in person you can go to session 420 that's on instagram um you can book your session like physical in studio session www.greenleafgang.com um and then uh like share subscribe these videos please 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 and our special guest look at this oh my god it's been a long time coming So wait a minute, I'm gonna bring you up here, my Maya Bailey. I have to give you your proper introduction. Did you see how I lit up? Did you just see how I lit up when this man came in here? Like y'all don't understand. This man has given me this man has been around since my Twitter days, and I think we've only known each other via social media. I've been trying to get a tattoo from this man forever. When I say forever, forever, like his book, his book list at one point was like oh he's booked all the way up until next year okay so um he is it's so much stuff that i have written down okay he is an Asheville, north carolina um representative but he currently resides in atlanta georgia he is a painter film producer tattoo artist visual artist um ceo of city of ink um he's a renowned black tattoo artist i apologize for that um we have, oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe it. We have Maya Bailey on So Hollywood Podcast. <laughs> oh my God, I can't wait. Pull it up, pull it up. Hi. Hey, what's up? <laughs> how are uh, you doing? Clean my phone off oh my God, do you know how excited I am for this interview? Do you know how long, oh, first of all, First of all, do you know how long we have been communicating via social, via social media in some form? Long time. Like, I want to say Twitter. Yeah, I don't think it was MySpace days. But for sure, the beginning, close to, to the beginning of when Twitter started is when we started mm-hmm. to really, like, inbox one another. And that's, this is just phenomenal for me. But um, how are you doing today? Let's Let's get this together. I- I feel pretty good, so excuse my presence, man. I'm in my parents' I've hey. been in the studio like for it, days to make this show. <laughs> it's as real as it can get on this show. You understand me? Like, <laughs> come as you are. That's what I tell them. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh. Okay, so um, I feel like I'm fanning out, but I don't. You know. Okay, we're gonna get we're gonna get it together. Um, so let's start this interview. Um, what was no? How did this thing called entertainment enter your life? Entertainment? Yeah, entertainment. Like, well, I moved, I, moved, I moved to Atlanta in 94. So, okay. like, when I'm through here, I end up getting an internship at Patchwork. Oh, studio. a lot of people talk so highly of Patchwork. Patchwork has been around yeah. for a while. Yeah, very long time. Curtis Daniels, now the owner. When I met him, he was just a, uh, he was just a manager. And what? Bob Whitfield from the Falcons, he was just, a, uh, he was the owner of it. Yeah, and he I saw him work his way up to become the owner of Patchwork. Wow. But he mentored me. He took me under his wing, man, me and my boys. And we, he really, you know, like, we was in the studio when, like, Outkast recording their album. Oh. UGK was recording their album. Goody Mob. So I got to witness all these great, these great legends creating oh. their albums at this So all I did was just answer phones <laughs> and sketch all the time. <laughs> but it was a it was an honor and, and that kind of got me to understand the industry a little bit more being a country boy from the mountains right and just kind of, you know kind of doing my thing like i got to do logos and, and designs and 
go over concepts with a lot of people. Wow. So, you know, I, I, had to, I had to learn. Wow. So let's... You don't mind me let- Oh no! Shit! If I if I had some right now, I would join you. But no, I am an activist of the cannabis uh, community, so (laughs) I I love it. I, you know, I want to be polite. Oh no, go by by any means. Look, I would. Okay. I I got I had some before we we came up here, but it's all good. But um, let's oh. okay. So let's go back to actually growing up in Asheville, um, North yeah. Carolina. Like, what was that entertainment scene like? And can you give us like a little bit of background of um prior to moving to Georgia and how that transition was for you? Well, we really didn't have a, like an entertainment scene in, in Aspen. <laughs> it wasn't one, you know. Right. But we did have people bringing coaching music. Like we had a guy, uh, Mike Hayes. Okay. Mike Hayes in the 80s was bringing like hip hop and all these things. A lot of people don't know Jermaine Dupree was born in Asheville. <gasps> so like in the 80s, he would be right before he went to the Houdini uh, tour. Right. You know, he would be breakdancing community center. But yeah, like we didn't have an art scene. I mean, we didn't have a music scene, entertainment scene, any kind of scene. It was just mostly people working, just trying to survive in this time, you know? Right. And then you had acts coming around, like, in the early 90s. People started, you know, getting more into music and trying to get on. And we had our talent shows and all stuff like that. But talent shows was our thing okay. back home. Like, people go to the center and sing Mary J songs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Not Mary J. What? Yeah, man. I was saying. Man, that one nine one uh, was it four one one came out. Yeah, four one one. Everybody thought they were married today in the hood, you know. <laughs> so, what came That's first what... for you, like being a tattoo artist, being a graphic person, or like how did that even become a prominent thing in your life? And did you know that that was going to become a prominent thing? Well, I mean, I was painting first. I've been doing art since I was two, <gasps> and I've been making a living doing art since I was ten years old. I was a child artist, what? so I always. I always did art. Yeah, I always did art for a living. My mother made, like, that's what her thing was. Like, did you do your art today? Did you do this? Keep your portfolio, date your work. So anybody who know me back home in Asheville, I always walked around with my drawings and art, and I always was on my hustle about making money doing my art. Right. I see a whole bunch of Asheville people in this room right now. You know Shout what I'm saying? Shout out to Asheville. Yeah, man. So, like, you know, like, they really backed me. I never had, you know, like some people say, oh, you can't make a living right. doing art. My mother was like artists of millionaires, so mm-hmm. I never said. I just thought if I become an artist, I mean I'd be a millionaire one day, and that's how I looked at it. And um, and it was not that many black people doing art where I'm from. Everybody was selling crack. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. don't lie. You're not about that life. Your mama. Your... <laughs> I mean, everybody. But being, but being where you born and raised. Where I'm born and raised at Asheville, yeah. I mean, you ain't no way hell you can't be a you can't be a part of that life. All, you, you, either you gonna do it or you gonna be around it. There ain't no way you're not gonna be around. Okay, it. Just, understood. If you're black, you're not, it's, it's no escape from the drug scene in Asheville, North Carolina. <laughs> you are gonna be in it in some way. You don't have to sell a dope to see a, a crackhead or a Jay Big or facts. your best friend or whoever you know hustling. Somebody's gonna be hustling very very close to you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I just thought of like, okay, everybody, me as a businessman, I'm thinking, why wow, everybody's selling the same product. I can't sell the same product and make a million dollars. If everybody, and I haven't seen a drug dealer who I was from have a long career at it. So I was just like, yeah, I don't really want to do that, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. 
So you said I was looking at big. I was looking at big money. I was thinking little. The money. bigger big picture. Money. I'm gonna get some t-shirts made that bigger say money. the bigger. Fuck <laughs> <He laughs> that. The bigger money. I I see bigger them dollar money. dollar Everybody bills, y'all. Up with hustling, not going nowhere. I ain't seen nobody. <laughs> they, was, they was just in a, like a cycle of getting new J's or something. Man. I was oh. like, hey, man. I'm thinking about sipping wine in Paris. <laughs> get, okay. Mike, listen to me. Listen to me clearly. You is a different breed. That's all I got to say. So let's let's how how did you move from Asheville to Atlanta? Like what what was that transition like and why did you um move there? Well that year I moved in ninety four. So okay. between ninety three, I was eighteen. Okay. I had okay. got my G D. Okay. Uh and then from ninety that ninety nine and ninety the 99 and 94, we were straight out, like, it was hardcore. Like, anybody know me, I was going dealing with the police. Uh, two of my best friends that I was moving to Atlanta with, anyway, they ended up catching murder cases. Oh, my God. Uh, I got arrested. <laughs> uh, it was just a lot of stuff, man, going on. Then I had beef with this nigga, and it just got ugly. And, you know, I had to, I had to handle had him. To and then I had to get out. <laughs> 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 Yeah. It's statute of limitation right now, so we good. No, nah, no, nah, really, because I went, I got charged with it. Oh, oh, but, well, know, I, okay. I, did, I, I mean, it, it's, it's common knowledge. I, you know, okay. nigga was talking shit. Okay. I had to see him at, he was trying to hide his, he was trying to hide at the hospital. I had to go handle him. Oh, well, and then uh, I ended up having to leave for Asheville. Wow. And why Atlanta though? What was the main reason Atlanta was your your top choice to to go to? So around like ninety. Um, my mom, you know, she was really you know, big on my discipline, and mm-hmm. she kind of hooked me up with this brother named Brother Musaw. Okay. He was over this project called Hillcrest, and I've seen him out there selling, you know, like fish skins and bean pies and all mm-hmm. these things, and he was in the Nation of Islam. He was like, yo, man, I heard you like conscious. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, but I was more back into like Marcus Garvey, uh, UEP Newt and Bobby Seale, Black yeah. Panther Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, black star movement stuff like that i wasn't really into religious uh movement right. but he, he kind of persuaded me to check him out i joined the nation of islam mm. and I, they went down to atlanta and we went to we hit camelton road and old national we sold bean pies and i just saw the women and i saw the <laughs> culture and i saw like all these things and i'm thinking about like yo we don't got this back home <laughs> i'm moving here and when i turned and when i got a certain age i applied for our institute and went to an art institute of Atlanta. What? And then that, yeah. that yeah. what did that do for you as, as like a, as a person and as like your overall career? Like how, was that your initial step to um, art being prominent into, into your life? Well, I knew art was going to be my life anyway. I right. got into tattooing because I was, I was doing art and selling art. I was doing clothes. Oh, I was doing anything wow. visually art. I was doing anything you name visually art. And it kind of, I got kind of burnt out. Because I was, remember, think about it, I was doing it since I was eight. By the yeah. time I was 18, I was burnt out. Yeah. Um, but I started tattooing when I was around like 17. I started taking it serious at 18. I was on my second child. So I had to get money, you right, know? Right. And I was thinking like, how can I get my people in the hood to appreciate art? And, and my message was to use tattooing as like a hook to draw them into fine art. And it worked. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people who who followed me as a teenager being a tattoo artist that also were older than me. So, like, I was 17 tattooing 30-year-old people who could afford a painting in. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So I was 
selling them both and then just evolved, evolved. I'm tattooing the grandchildren of the people I first started tattooing. You know what I'm saying? Three generations in because I started so young in a business. Wow. So I got like generational clientele. So eventually, you know, some people like, I'm not getting tattooed all all my whole life. I want to support you. So they'll buy my other artwork. And that's how we, and that's how I get down. And now I got like a longevity career. I set my seeds up for my career a long time ago. I've seen the big picture a long time ago. I know I couldn't tattoo forever. I knew that I had to get my younger generation to buy my work because the older generation, when I was a teenager, they're going to eventually die or get so old, they're not going to be following on social media and all these things. Right. So I thought about planting these seeds and things. Then when the internet was invented, yeah. I was one of the first black, tech, I was one of the first artists, period, to have a website. Wow. Like selling artwork online, like doing e-commerce, selling t-shirts. Mm-hmm. I, I opened up my first shop on my own in 97 by it, the money I raised selling hood t-shirts from Asheville, North Carolina. Aren't I made you a, I made also... A, um, the first to specialize in color tattoos on people of color? Well, people always give me credit for that, but I'm mm-hmm. going to get credit for that. I've seen the first artist I personally seen use colors like that was Suki Carter. Oh, a lot of people speak great on him. Yeah, like Suki was the only one. Like when we were learning how to tattoo, it was a rule that we couldn't use a certain colors on black skin. Right. Suki was breaking those rules with his baby mother. He was tattooing on her, experimenting. We was mixing our own colors at the time. Right. Like we didn't buy pre-made colors. We was mixing the colors ourselves and making the needles itself so we can invent how to properly tattoo black people. Oh. We was the ones that had to experiment and mess up. So we can say, no, this is not how you do it. <laughs> so yeah, we was mixing our own colors, making our own needles. We was the first generation of that. Wow. And yeah, and I saw Tuki doing color pieces. And then I seen him do this color cover up. And that's what kind of blew my mind. So I learned, like, I was focused, I was, my whole thing was street and black and gray. I was doing portraits, mm-hmm. black mm-hmm. and gray, stuff like that, like street stuff. Suki was, when I was seeing him, he was doing color stuff. He wanted to do dragons and stuff and all the, the tattoo, traditional tattoo stuff way before I was. I was more on, like, I'm going to use this and do kind of street stuff. I was kind of focused more on, like, the street shit. Right. And uh, then when Mr. Cartoon came out, I had to switch my whole entire thing. <laughs> like, Mr. like I'm for real, like, Mr. Cartoon came out, we was doing street shit. We had, to, like, I had to switch my whole shit. Mm-hmm. So when I switched it up, I just started focusing on how to keep doing colors, and I would use a different palette. Because this time I started experimenting with psychedelics. Mm. Can so you, can you elaborate a little bit on, on what that is? Well, like, psychedelics, like, when I was in college, I did acid. I didn't really like acid. So I, my whole thing was like uh, shrooms. Okay, I okay. Was, I was doing shrooms. And then I then I stumbled upon DMT. Okay. But I started getting into like shrooms. And then when you're on shrooms, color palettes are completely different. And I would write these notes down on the colors I would use. Mm-hmm. So when I started tattooing, using colors, early in my career, so I used these colors on black people. Uh, I wasn't using like a blue. I would use a turquoise. Or I would use a red, I'll use a magenta. I was using all the colors I would see on shrooms and it just seemed like it healed up better. And then everybody was saying using dark colors on black people. I would use lighter colors on black people. Thinking of using melanin as like a color. Right. Like if you mix bright yellow with a light brown melanin brown, and then, then you you do that and then heal up, it might come out into a nice creamy yellow. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you gotta look at it like you mix in the colors and 
linking these things together like you paint. And that's what I never separated my paintings and tattooing. That's why when I tattoo, I, I consciously not make it look like a tattoo. I consciously make sure, because I got to feed the appetite of me being a painter on skin. So I make sure that that every tattoo I do, it's going to, even if you're not in the tattoo, you got to appreciate the art of it. Right, right. And I don't want it to look like a tattoo. You know, more like a skin painting. Wow. Man, you just, you literally just blew, blew my goddamn mind. Like, <laughs> like that's amazing that, like, yeah. like that can even, the way you explained it, it just felt like somebody was dancing or across the dance floor. Like, the <laughs> that shit, that shit's some real shit. And that's, like, mm, 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 mm. So an, another thing to that, um, do you feel that tattoo being a tattoo artist plays a big role in the entertainment industry? And if so, how? Yeah. I mean, my mentor, we think about this. So my mentor was the person, like when I walked in to get my apprenticeship, she was tattooing Tupac Shakur. Yeah, that shit's crazy. Like, my mentor, is the, like, she was doing balling, and I couldn't go. I had to come back another day because it was a private session. Right. And so, like, and that, and then she's the one who fixed that cross. His, back, his cross was messed up at the time, and she fixed it up, cleaned it up, added the ball at the bottom of his back. And, you know, she was really cool with him. And then, then this, just the arrow booty shape music, like right. that bass music. Right. So you had, like, people like L.A. Snow and, Keezy Rock and all of dudes coming to the West End like doing radio promos. We was the only, and think about it, we was the only black tattoo shop at this time on the whole entire East Coast. You gotta think about that. This is the early, early 90s. It wasn't, black tattoo artists was not, that culture wasn't existing right. yet. So you had like, you had Atlanta, if you was in Atlanta, you had to go to West End Tattoo. Okay. In LA, you had to go to Ronnie Zulu, Zulu Tattoo. Okay. You was at New Orleans, okay. you went down to Jackie Gresham, the first black tattoo artist of all time. Mm-hmm. She started, she's a black woman who's been tattooing since 1974 and she's still alive and she's our queen and she needs to be celebrated. Yes, yeah, I think no I, I think she was also on a couple of episodes or a episode of Black Ink, if I'm not mistaken. She did Caesars. probably was man, whatever mm-hmm. she what she probably was. I think she was on, on Ryan's when yeah. Ryan was on yeah, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I that's Jackie Gresham. That's the queen right there. That's the lady. I, we wouldn't be here without her. She paid. She paid the way. Wow, wow. And my mentor, Miss Jackson, Miss Julia. Miss Julia was the first uh, white lake person to cross over and start teaching a student a black tattoo artist. And mm. we became the first place for her. Yeah. That that leaves me speechless. And and shout out to Carlos as well. Carlos Avalis. Hey, he speaks Carlos, so highly of Carlos. you as well. He was on um uh, he had he was on another episode of So Holly with the podcast and he was like, uh, I can't forget so Maya. He said, I can't. I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of him, man. I'm so proud of him. I have seen him grow. I am a major fan, man. You know, he always been a really good dude. Straight up, man. Like, if you see him, you think he's the meanest motherfucker right. on the planet, man. His <laughs> energy and his heart is like gold. Yeah. And, and I'm so proud of him, man. I love to see what he, I love to see how far he gone, man. I mean, he told me a story about working with Denzel Washington. Yeah, he told me that. Yeah. yeah, that's in his fly, man. <laughs> And um, 
<laughs> Go ahead. And oh, speaking of like um that part of it, you are also a film producer as well. When did that become um something that you explored? Because I know tattooing was or um being an artist was your first love and still is. And so yeah. when did you move on to like being a um a film producer and um the other things that you also have going on within your life. Well, I really, 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 really love film. That's mm-hmm. my one of my passions. That and interior design. Okay. I love interior design, and I like producing. And in in any time I got free time, if I can, and got the time, I love to produce as many films as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love to see young directors and young writers do their thing, man. But I have uh, come up with this film called Outside the Lines before City of Ink even existed. Yes, yes. Like, Uh-oh. It's a, I can't hear you. There so, you go. There you go, y'all. So, uh, oh, sorry. Okay. Somebody's trying to call me. Sorry about that. I forgot. <laughs> this phone be busy. <laughs> Talk that shit. But I thought Talk about, that I thought shit. About this, <laughs> yeah. He said that. I thought, about doing this, I thought about doing this film like before we opened up City of Ink. Okay. Um, we had just, we was on Mitchell Street in Atlanta and we had just got kicked out that place, man. They we were just kind of wilding. <laughs> Anybody who knew us then, they know we was wilding. The landlord was like, we had enough. Right. We don't even want your money. We oh. just want you to get the hell out. <laughs> Damn. You know? Yeah. But it was a good time. And then they, uh, and so I had a choice to do in this film, but I didn't have any filmmakers. I didn't have nobody to help me with. Right. And then I thought maybe if I did the shop first, it would create more jobs. Right. Okay. An opportunity. My friends at this time we was all wild and people was partying, living in hotels. It was just a wild time. Right. And so I just knew the shop would be more stability than a film was at the time. Mm-hmm. So we opened up the shop. Then I ended up meeting. Um, I met James Spooner. Um, he did the the documentary Afropunk. Mm-hmm. 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 Afropunk. If you haven't seen Afropunk, the documentary, that is the film that directly fired call outside the line okay i was thinking like um the original afropunk people think of it as festival now but we talk about the actual culture of afropunk if it still exists it was documented this time and if he didn't film it we probably would have never knew that culture existed wow. it was a subculture of a subculture like underground like if we don't know underground it's, it's, exists. Punk, it's already punk music is a subculture of rock or punk, whatever you know, whatever right. it is, is a subculture of that. Right. And then you got black, it's a subculture of that. Okay. Okay. So you got to think about like black tattoo artists is a subculture of a subculture. Right. You know? Right. And so we like, damn, man, I got to do this film because I was thinking one thing, Miss Julia's getting older, Miss Jackie is getting older. Yep. Shit, we all getting older at this time. And I'm thinking like, who else is going to tell his story? And if we don't tell a story, people are just going to be, they're not going to take the art form serious. And, you know, you got to have some kind of history. Yeah. Like, we got to know about Miles Davis. We got to know about John Coltrane. We got to know about Tupac. We got to know about Nina Simone. We got to know about these artists, too, that right. pay dues for a whole, uh, uh, make an industry. Right. You know what I'm saying? The right. pioneers that create a whole industry. Mm-hmm. There's so many black tattoo artists now. Yeah. When I started, like, it was like six in the world. In the world, you said the world. Yeah, I'm older. I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like six. 
What? I mean, if I get like 12, you know what I'm saying? You can count, you can count them. You can count them on your hand. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And that was a beautiful time. But those are the artists that kind of paved the way that left to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, wow. I'm thankful wow. that I was a part of that. You know? Yeah. And- I, I had some good, it was some good artists that was really, really inspirational to me, man. And I want to make sure that they stayed alive. They legacy stayed alive forever. And you went on to do um, The World Awaits. If you know the words, feel free. Can you elaborate yeah. a little bit a little, bit, a little bit on those two as well? All these films that I did, only one filmmaker I kind of work with is, uh, is, 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 is Artemis Jenkins. Artemis. If, if y'all don't know him, look him up on Instagram, Artemis Jenkins. Look him up on YouTube. You can see all the stuff he ever did. To me, mostly, I was doing, when I kind of art a filmmaker to work with i went through like all these interviews i did mm-hmm. i had over 100 interviews at this time this was over 12 years ago i had over 100 interviews online wow. so what i did was i looked at the the, the the film of all these interviews of studies them and out of all the ones it was bimby videos in my backyard right mm-hmm. bimby i think they they hit me up was like we want to do a story on you they sent the dude to me his name was artemis jenkins and I didn't know who he was at this time. And he interviewed me and filmed me with his videos in my backyard video. Mm-hmm. And when it came out, the editing was like, it wasn't just me standing in my face talking. He re- His B-roll was so beautiful to me because he captured my personality without showing my face. Wow. I was like, wow, dude. He showed my toy collection. He showed me going to the pack. He showed me sketching. He showed all these things that, because I don't like people filming me head on. Right. Just film me what I'm you know what I'm saying? Right. I don't like that. Right. So I'm like, he captured my personality without having to physically show me. And I like that. Right. And I called him up. And I don't think he was thinking I was serious. Because, you know, niggas in Atlanta talk. You know, they Hollywood. They be talking. Big facts. Well, they're talking, <laughs> yeah, they, they all talk. You know, all, you know, they'll tell you the exposure, exposure hustle and all this bullshit on you. And then, uh, you know how it go. I'm going to get paid. You know how it go. But it's like, they be doing that. They be, you know, it's just crazy, man. But I hooked up with this dude, and we filmed. And I asked him to do this film with me, and I was like, "It's gonna take a long time." It took us three years to film it, mm. and we traveled the three years. We okay. we toured for three years wow. because we didn't have no money, so we had to. I had to tattoo on every city that I was filming an artist in to raise the money to even do it to to pay for the hotels, the cameras, everything we did. I tattooed. Me and, and and me and AJ was everywhere, and sometimes my dog went with us. <laughs> <laughs> that was it, my little dog rabbit at the time, and we just all—that's what we did. Just travel, you know what I'm saying? And we traveled all this stuff. It took three, went to Europe twice. Because <gasps> we'll film in Tuki. Tuki didn't want to be in the camera. He was like, "Shit, if you gonna film me, I want to film my scene in Amsterdam." <laughs> so. We- <laughs> so I had to, we had to fly to Amsterdam to film Tuki Sing. So till I started the line, it was like we really went to Amsterdam to film us out there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I mean, that's what we did. And then the end part of it, mm-hmm. we did like a Kickstarter first started. I think we, I don't know, I can't remember how much money we asked for, but we got that plus like way, 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 way more. Wow. So it was like the people must have really wanted to see it. Right. So it was really good. And it was a, a help out of me because I was doing that shit by one painting, one drawing, one tattoo at a time to pay for that film. Plus, I was still working on 
on City of Ink. Wow. So it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of work. But it was three years and it was worth it. I went to Europe twice on that shit. That shit was amazing. And when I was going back to, when I was talking about dreaming, mm-hmm. I did go to Paris and sit wine and sit my, <laughs> the most wine I could find. Talk that shit, talk that shit. He said, and I did. With my pinky up. That shit was fly as fuck. You have, do you have, you got pictures, of course. Yeah, we got a whole documentary. I want y'all to let that go away. I want to show everybody in high school. I want to show everybody in high school how serious the motherfucker when I said. One day I'm gonna be in Paris with my pinky up. <laughs> you said you got a whole documentary. I told you, nigga. I told you, and I wanted to make sure. I did. <laughs> you sound like Boosie you know? daughter. I told these niggas. I told yeah, them. <laughs> if you go to YouTube, all you got to do is type in "City of Ink Euro Tour," and that was the first film filmed by Corey Davis. Corey this Davis. was when Corey Davis, my he was my apprentice at the time. He just graduated out his apprenticeship, and he went to New York to work with Dane Dash for a second. Ooh. And then we was going to Europe. Dane Dash put the thing on creative control. Mm-hmm. And it was dope. You know, it's not thinking about Corey a camera. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So right. it was it was a really good it was a really good time. And that's when like history started. So if you ever go on YouTube, that's Corey's first film ever. Wow. Uh he ever did and that's the City in Euro tour. Mm. And it's from it's I travels from Europe and from London all the way to uh, Amsterdam. We was working so hard in Brussels, we couldn't even film. Corey couldn't even hit the camera up. He was so busy. And then uh, we went to, ended up in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> you gotta get you gotta you gotta paint that. Oh, <laughs> you gotta paint your you with your pinky up. <laughs> that is what's up. Shout out to you and shout out to everybody that be rocking with you because I know there's a lot of people that rock with you and support you. And I got a great me. team. I got a gr- I got a great team, man. I couldn't do nothing nothing without my team. That's mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. Like putting a good team together, it's, I be feeling like. How, you know how, like, if you're in the NBA, you got to do the draft picks. Yeah, That's how I yeah. Kind of, like, like, I got I to gotta get the cream of the crop. Right. And even if they're not at, the, at that point of being cream of the crop yet, are they good listening? Mm. Okay. Are they humble enough to do a message given to them? Because I just had a lot of artists low opportunity, man. You know? You know? Somebody so asked, like, when okay. are you coming to the UK? I'm coming back soon when all this stuff died out a little bit in the world. Mm-hmm. I haven't planned my next tour yet, but I really want to go. Uh, we we coming back to London for sure. I got a new, every trip, I bring a new uh, group of artists I'm mentoring at the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then they, the old artists, they want to come, they can come too. They're alumni. So I call them <laughs> alumni. But most of the artists, if you look at the film, most of those artists went on to open up their own shop. Yeah. Our careers and stuff. The second film it was made by Artemis Jenkins. We went the second time. You see artists like Paper Frank as a young man. Oh, uh, yeah, Melvin, Melvin Todd, like a lot of artists, man, which is really babies, you know, at the time. Right, right. Now, do they also do? We had a little bit more money. We were balling. <laughs> now, do they? Trip, do we they were, also first have trip like was working our ass off? Second trip, we were working, but we were having fun, a lot more fun. And we brought our DJ with us, DJ Genesis. What? Anybody? Genesis, we brought our DJ with us the second trip. That's how we was doing it. <laughs> Y'all was balling a little bit, balling on the budget. I know that's right. 
<laughs> now, did they also have? Did they also do um, like painting as well, or was it was it just tattoo every, artists? The majority of every artist that worked on the team, we are collective of many different. Okay, can, but yeah. most of the tattoo artists that I personally train also are painters. Okay, okay. I just I lean towards that. Suki trained artists more. Um, he trained up the uh, like the street shop. You know okay. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. get it up boom 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 and we just try to balance that out okay so, like Suki, like most of the street stop stuff like you know what i'm saying i need just stuff like that then i focus more on artists where i'm trying to perfect them to create a style of okay their own. okay you know what overall, I'm saying? yeah so we, we got a perfect we got a perfect balance between like business because you need artists that's gonna handle walk-ins mm. you need artists that's gonna be able to handle that appointment type clientele. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got, you got a high-end clientele. You always gonna have a walk-in street clientele. Right. You want both money. I want both of them. <laughs> both money. I don't want, I don't want, I don't, I'm not into You're like, not turning down class, a motherfucking I'm, thing. Everything. <laughs> now, can you, okay, so let us know a little bit about um, the process with like booking you and like, can you walk us through what it is or how it is to get a tattoo from it's really, Maya. It's really, it's really easy. People are thinking it's hard. As I know, it's that's not. what I'm you saying. Got, <laughs> you gotta wait. You gotta wait. You gotta wait. So all I do is, I, I want people to hit me directly. Yes. Like, I like to screen my people. I like to screen people. Okay. So people hit me with a concept and I, if I like it or we buy it, like the concept is, it's rarely I turn down people because I track the people I want. Mm-hmm. So I really, it's probably, 99% times that I don't turn nobody down unless this is like a cover up I just don't want to do right. or somebody wants me to do like a whole bible verse I'm not <laughs> doing all that type of stuff but it's like if you want you know what I'm saying if you like my stuff then you come to me for my stuff so I rarely ever have to turn people down mm-hmm. so what people do they'll tell me a concept like yo I'm going through the spiritual change after the death of my brother mm-hmm. And I got to come up with a concept for that. Mm-hmm. And then I ask them a question, like, which styles are you drawn to? Because I got a lot of different styles. Of like, course. well, I like your spiritual stuff. I like your abstract stuff. I like your old school stuff. Can you mix all of them together? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I got to come up with that. And I ask them what music they want to listen to, what drink they like. I like to serve my clients drinks. They get, get treated wow. like royalty, royalty. Like, they the only person I'm tattooing that day. They the only focus of my day are, are them. Really? You know? Yeah, I don't do nothing else. We don't do. I don't do nothing that day. I start my day off like I work in at four o'clock, so I get everything off my plate at four o'clock. My appointment is that's the time my my appointment get there. My apprentices they warm them up, get them some drinks and stuff. Let put the music on. I come in around like four thirty and I get to work. And we vibe out for a second. We listen to some music. They smoke. We'll smoke one. I'm gonna make sure they got everything they want to be 100 percent comfortable. I want them to take their shoes off and enjoy the experience. Wow. Uh, they they buy some good, and I and we vibe and then that energy mushed together, and we create something beautiful together. Like right. my work is always gonna be inspired by beauty, even if it's painful subject matter, or it could be the transformation of something they didn't want when they didn't want to transform into right. something. Right. But I'm gonna I'm gonna make it beautiful. That's, if you want beautiful work, this that's what I do. Beauty. Yeah, you choose. I focus you. on that. It's part of the book. Somebody was saying something up there. Law of attraction. <laughs> yeah, the law of attraction. 
Nice. I put out the energy I want. I get the clients I want to get. It never fails me. Yeah. I'm going to be a client one day. I am. I'm, I'm going to speak that. I'm going to speak that uh, into existence. I can be that tall forever now. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, and speaking, speaking of that, I want to, um, who else? Wisdom. Wisdom is another uh, gentleman that I had up here, and he speaks so highly of you. He's a painter um, oh, based out of um, Los Angeles. He used to be a well. He still does production, but he did some work with Timberland and uh, Sebastian, his brother. So if you watch the episodes, you'll be able to see that as well. But um, okay. let's get into um, it's it's three three thirty three Peter Street. Now that's the umbrella company to everything that you're doing, correct? As far as like outside of City of well, City, well, City Inc is the main okay. brand, okay. and that's our. That's our community stuff. Okay. That's you know, like City Inc. is always the foundation okay. between everything. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's the foundation of everything. And then we got Peter Street Station, which is mm-hmm. umbrella under City of Inc., which is the our community center. Okay. That we uh, yeah. focus. So we needed more room because, like, the City Inc. was a gallery and a tattoo shop. Yeah. And then the gallery was small. We needed more gallery space. And then also, then we don't want to leave out the musicians. Right. Then we end up getting other space. We still want to the fashion heads, the fashion designers. Right. So we got room. For, we got every and space. a coffee like, shop. You forgot to mention that you yeah. also have the coffee shop as well. That's yeah. crazy. So that's that's about to open up soon. They okay. working on this with with that. Okay, but I'm renting out to them. Okay, okay, you know? gotcha. And um, and then you got we got closet that's ran by Kuki and Fani. Okay. So it's just like we got we our family we we Corey got City Edgewood. Mm-hmm. We got a whole little empire. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. Can you elaborate yeah, on on that a little bit more? Like, <clears throat> like how um I guess other artists can can is it only artists that you are you're currently training or working with that is in this these facilities or in the um the galleries? And if not, how no, how does someone gal- get in the gallery? In the gallery? Well, I mean. I'm, we got a whole bunch of different curators every other month. Mm-hmm. Um, every month we'll do, we'll have a guest curator mm-hmm. and then one month we'll have in-house curator like myself okay. or Edie, uh, PD Parker or whoever want to curate in the family. Okay. They can curate. And then we'll have uh, another guest curator every other month. Okay. So that way with the guest curators, they can get their circle of people. Right. Cause we only got so much reach. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, I see these artists, but I might be missing artists. So right. we got these guest curators. And what we did unconsciously this year is every guest curator was a black woman. Ooh. Yeah. Every guest curator we had was a black woman. So we're strongly, strongly, strongly trying to put women in power in the art scene. That's what our mission. Like, we really <laughs> want to see a balance. Okay, okay. Yeah, because, they, I mean, women do things different. And I'll be honest with you, working with women, they were a lot more organized. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so it's like, this, this be, I'm like, three, you got to drop ego down a little bit and just know, like, some people are just bad at certain things. And I just want to, you know, like, myself, I want to play a part because I know being in Atlanta and being one of the pioneers of the art scene, it wasn't constantly... Uh, uh, we didn't constantly make it a boys club. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But now we try to create soft, uh, safe places for black women to come and express themselves without you have to worry about a dude trying to holler at you, mm. trying to do this and do that for you. This is a safe place for them to create and be themselves. Right. So, and then out of that, you get, you know, everybody had an artist, but somebody might have an artist's eye. 
and let them have their first opportunity of being a curator mm. or a second time being a curator or just a space for any black woman curator that can come because women have a different eye for art than men do. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and I'm learning from it because mm. I've always seen curation shows from a man point of view. Right. So I want to learn. I'm, I'm, I never feel like I'm old, getting so old. I want to learn nothing new. I want to stay relevant and I want my mind to evolve with the modern time. Right. I don't want to be old like that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I want to constantly evolve so I can constantly make money and income in every generation. Right. Now, with that being said, what advice can you give um, those that are coming up as an artist or in the entertainment world or in this this rim of what we're doing today? <clears throat> what advice can you give to them? My number one advice is keep your reputation. Your reputation is everything in any business, in any industry. Mm. You know, have some kind of moral code, have some kind of standards. It's all right to motherfucker call you an asshole if you're about your business or whatever, yeah. but let let it be known like you about you know like it's worth it's worth it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you like your reputation is worth more than money because money got a cap, mm-hmm. your credit got a cap, things got caps. But with your reputation, you never know who's watching and you never know who's gonna come out and say, "Yo, I believe in what the hell you're doing, and I want to put this on you." Yeah. You never know. Yeah. So your reputation is everything like your reputation is everything you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i like my reputation to be three things they can say when it comes to business don't waste my time i will be an asshole on when it comes to wasting my time about some time mm-hmm. time is everything i'm an asshole when it comes to time and then i'm expensive mm. i want that to be known <laughs> i don't want to be known as cheap Right. But I got stuff from my people. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yes. Don't get it wrong. Yes. If people can't afford me, I want them to have something from me. So I got art for every person. Don't get it wrong. But when it comes to like tattoos, any luxury item like that, stuff mm-hmm. you really don't need, mm-hmm. pay my. I got a $1,000 minimum. That's nothing. That's not expensive. That's a high enough and low enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's high enough you can save up a little bit. You don't got you can save up and low enough. It's still low, under a Louis uh, bag. Mm-hmm. It's still under Louis bag, right? <laughs> yes. Luxury items. Yes, for sure. You know? Yes. Mm. Uh, and I'm going to say I'm a workaholic. No doubt about it. No <laughs> doubt about it. you always working on something. You cannot not be working. Yeah, man. I'm trying to get it all. <laughs> yeah. And shout out to you. Shout out to you for real, because um, like I said, I appreciate everything that you you've done for the culture and with the culture, and don't let don't ever let anybody tell you different. I'm sure you're not, but I'm just telling you. <laughs> Thanks, <Duffy. clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, the last but not least portion is what are you currently working on? Because I know you have September the 10th. You have something called Twin Flame Show. Can you um elaborate on that and let a let let us know what's happening with that. So this is my return back to doing shows. I had took off like three years to work on Peter Street Station. Mm-hmm. So I haven't been paying. I've just been working on interior design and construction mm-hmm. for like three years mm-hmm. on Peter Street Station. Um, so I had to take a break. I had to sacrifice something. Mm-hmm. And I believe in sacrifice. So I sacrificed my number one love to do Peter Street Station. And I was painting. So... Um, it was something that came up. I was presented with like, I did. It was like, damn. 
somebody told me, Maya, you, you know what? You probably never present when you with your loved one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they was like, always, because I'm, I'm with my loved ones, like I'm around my, my children or my grandchildren or my family or whoever. I'm like, damn, I'm constantly thinking about how can I make their life better mm-hmm. in the future? Mm-hmm. Like, they, I love them, so I want them to not struggle. Right. Like, that's probably my phobia. Like, I never want to be broke again. Right. I never want to be poor again. I never want to be poor again. That's probably my number one fear in life mm-hmm. is being broke again. So I'm like, I, I just want to, I don't want no, none of my people to have to go through the same things and have to do the things I had to do to survive. Right. So I constantly think about their future, but I'm neglecting the now, the present time. Because I'm like, they sitting there talking to me and I'm probably drifting off thinking about a business idea so they can have some kind of bank account. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or something. And I'm constantly thinking about like not enjoying the moment of now. Mm-hmm. And my, my, my best my best friend, she was like, "Yo, you like I see you present, and when you present, you happy. Mm-hmm. But when you're not present, you you like you serious all the time, and you constantly not there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Damn, how many relationships have I neglected? <sighs> not being conscious of being present in the now. Right. So it just made me think about it. So I want to do a show about the twin flame connection, soulmate connections, uh, karmatic relationship connections, mm. because everybody you love can fall in these categories, these three categories. Yeah. So, you know, like, you people don't think, you think a soulmate, you might think of, a, like, a lover. You don't have to be a lover, you could be your best friend. Right. Your soulmate can also be your child. Yeah. You might have a bond with one of your children that's kind of different from, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, you got to think about that, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah it's, just, yeah, it's just like, you know, it's just like, damn, I wasn't present. So this show is like a celebration that I'm I'm sorry that mm-hmm. I probably wasn't and present. And I'm present but I now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm present now and I understand. Now, I'm just now getting out of struggle mode. Mm-hmm. You know, black people, do, you know, that struggle mindset. Yeah. <laughs> like, we can't say no. Like, me, I met, like, in my career, I've been tattooing almost 30 years. I can't have three appointments. In my in my in that year, yep. What? Yep. Three appointments, man. One, I'm gonna tell you this, each one. One, because I got invited to the BET Award, and I wanted to go bad for <laughs> motherfucker, and I went. So BET Award. Then one. Then one was a funeral, and then the other one was because I walked in the, the shop one day and it wasn't right for my clients. Like it was a party the night before. And it looked like a party still the next day. Oh, and I, can't, and I don't want my customer walking through. Like they spending a thousand dollars, that shit better look like the fucking palace, right? In that motherfucker, right? You know, like my client deserves the top, top, top quality of everything when they walk into my space, and it wasn't presentable. So I refunded my client, and I apologized, and I was heated, and I didn't want to do no tattoo upset. I'm mad, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's the learning yeah. process of business. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Wow. Ooh, shit. All right. And that's September the 10th. Can you get the, the date and the location is going to be at 333? 333 Peter Street. Peter Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 7, 7 p.m. We got 7 p.m. It's got to open. It's going to be a limited people allowed in the gallery at a time because I don't want people to experience it. Of but we got two rooms that's divided up. We're going to have Mike Flo uh, DJing up in the front room. 
the gallery. We're going to have a VIP area for friends and family. Mm-hmm. We have another DJ up there. And then we got an after party where we're going to have all the DJs come and stand and do their thing until we pass out. <laughs> Not until you pass Lord so, Jesus. That's the type of party <laughs> I like. <laughs> the art show is 7, 7 to 11. 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Okay. September, okay. That's Friday. This Friday coming up. This Friday. Okay. Well, shout out to everybody. Ain't coming to yourself with no tickets. Ain't you, just come you said what? Just come as yourself. There's no like you don't gotta be fancy. <laughs> I'm gonna be fly. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be fly. Y'all can, but I mean it is what it is. <laughs> no, um, but I really appreciate you for even coming through the podcast. It is slowly but surely coming to a close. However, um, I have a few more questions, and then we're gonna get up out of here. Um. No problem. So, um, is there anything that you want to leave um, your guests or our guests, so to speak? Because we friends now. After the show, I always tell people, <laughs> once you do a podcast with me, we friends now. <laughs> I'm down with that. I'm <laughs> so, I guess you can give, like, any feedback or any any last words um, that you want to leave the, the folks with. And then I have something called Top 5, which is five questions, five answers. Okay, cool. Um... I mean, the lesson I learned, that's why I'm doing this art show, is mm-hmm. try to be present in the now. Enjoy the now moment. Like, the future is going to be there. You know, plan diligently. Write everything down. Me, personally, I believe in manifestation. Someone said the law of attraction earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm strong within the law of attraction, but I also believe in writing those down like spells in your journal. Mm-hmm. Write everything down in the order that you want that shit to be done so you're accountable. Mm-hmm. And yourself, you're looking at it like, damn, I didn't do none of this stuff on this list. Right. You feel like a failure inside, right? You want to be a winner. So the whole thing is to just write everything down that you want to do. Mm. And, um, yeah, and, and, and enjoy the now. Because if you got everything planned out, you can be present in the time. Now right. I'm learning. I get like, damn. I planned it out a little bit, not just be so free with it, <laughs> like a free spirit, but it just floating in the wind. If I really planned it, you know what I'm saying? I probably could have reached my goal a little faster. Big facts. Mm, y'all heard it so we are now at top five which is five questions five answers catered to my guest so let's begin top five exhibits that you've been a part of or that you put <clears throat> that you put on top five mm-hmm. uh, definitely windows to nowhere one and two so that's two different ones one mm-hmm. and two with Corey Davis that was an awesome one mm-hmm. um the High Rise Show. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. Um, City of Ink 10 year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And City of Ink 11 year anniversary. All right. Top five tattoos you've gotten personally. Top five tattoos mm-hmm. I got from Solo from Chicago. Mm-hmm. I got a JJ Evans tattoo on my leg. <laughs> that's, that's now my, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I also got a picture of J.J. Evans. I mean, uh, uh, I got George Jefferson on. So I got George Jefferson. I got a J.J. tattoo. I got, when my father passed away, I got a brass knuckle and, 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 a, and a, um, a razor blade. And Tuki did that. That's one of my, one of my favorite tattoos. And um, I got this snake with a gun from my grandfather. Corey did that one. So I think that's four. 
Mm-hmm. That's know. four. You got one more. A four. And I don't know. <laughs> I got a, uh, no, 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 no. I got ass filled tattoos all the way on my arm, like the whole forearm. So every time I tattoo and take pictures, you got to see that ass fill on my arm. Because I got a rep. I know that's right. Okay. Um, Top five places you've traveled. Top five. Number one is Tokyo, mm. Japan. Tokyo, Japan is an amazing city. I could live there for at least a year. Mm-hmm. Um, London is next. Mm-hmm. On there. Any city you've been? Any, yeah. Any any place you've traveled. Top five places you've traveled. I really, really like, I'm going to be realistic. My one of my favorite places to go, and he might think it's corny, but it's Ashley, North Carolina. It's <laughs> a, a tourist. That shit is fly as fuck. Asheville, North Carolina, definitely on that list. Um, Amsterdam is one of them. Mm. And um, I love Amsterdam. And, uh, Paris, just for the lube and the fashion. Okay. Not for the people. Though. I don't like them. They, they was mean. <laughs> Top five celebrities you've tattooed. Top five celebrities? Mm-hmm. Man, I love some Kelly Price, so I had I was happy to tattoo Kelly Price back in the days, man. She was one of my favorite. Uh Usher was one of my favorite. Uh Future was one of my favorites. Um, Eva definitely is one of my favorites. That's my girl. I love her to death. And let's see, let's see. Oh, definitely Big Crit. Big Crit. Oh, shout out to Big Crit. Shout out to all of them, actually. Um, and how many was that? That was four questions. Okay. Top five moments in your career. Top five. Mm -hmm. Um, Playboy. I don't know. It's just special to me. So Playboy magazine label city of a top a list of best tattoo shops in the world. Wow. Can't remember what year that was. Mm -hmm. That was fly. Uh, Inc magazine, uh, icon article was a big deal for me because, they call me an icon, you know, yeah. and I was the only I was the first black artist to get that. And it and it made me feel kind of put my chest out a little bit in pride. Um, um Damn. Moment you know, my moments really be when I see my people make it too, man. So like you know, like I don't know, man. I don't know. I got so many moments I'm not I, I think I'm still going through, you know. Well that, I mean that's fine like, too. That's congrats. fine. That's fine. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I'm still be <laughs> thinking about it, but I think closing on Peter Street Station was one of the biggest moments of my life. Mm-hmm. So I knew how much it would be worth in the future. Mm-hmm. That shit was crazy because it was 100% funded by uh, selling art. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was a big deal to me because people thought it couldn't have been done. Like, we didn't have an art ecosystem, but we proved that we can sell 100% by doing art and fund a project over a million dollars. So... Um, I think I basically I don't know. No, I, and then I would I had to say I would definitely have to say the first day City Inc opened up, which was Corey Davis. He curated a show there about xenophobia, the fear of new ideas. Corey did this art show at City Inc, mm-hmm. and it was so big that we decided to make that the anniversary show every year. Wow. So that that day, I was so proud of Corey because it was just. He inspired me to be a curator. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Corey did. Because once he started curating, I was like, who else will curate? You're so dope. And so I just had to kind of step in. I hope he get back on it because it's hard <laughs> as hell when I was shut. 
I wish he could. Because he, he do a make. He's one of my favorite curators, Corey Davis. He got so many talents. Wow. You got one more? If not, then that's fine too. We can we can move on. And and, and, and call outside the line. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With thinking. Yeah, for gotcha. sure. Gotcha, that gotcha. was definitely you know my first produced film. I never you know that was awesome, mm-hmm. and that kind of set the ball running. And I'm very proud of that project. And we're working on part two now. Uh oh, is that an exclusive? <laughs> exclusive access. Is that exclusive? Did you just drop that? Have you been telling anybody that? No, I mean, I mean, people know we were going to work on part two. I don't think it's hey, that is true. I said it when people ask me in comments on Instagram. Oh, I was working on, like, damn, I got something on exclusive. <laughs> no, it's so, well, I mean, you know, but it's, it's just a lot of things that change within that scene. With, now you got people with COVID, you got private studios, oh, yeah. you got all these different things now. And, you know, like a lot of artists that was working on the shop now, independent, uh, you know, owners of it now you know like owners of their own shops and everything mm-hmm. that shit is fly you know so i want to touch all that type of all that type of thing in this new subject and plus like i say we got to celebrate the black women there's a lot of black women now since we first started right you know and i want to hear their stories i want the struggles they got to go through right mm. well thank you thank you for being a part of the show um <clears throat> i did have exclusive access i had a question to see if you had anything exclusive which is um what you haven't told anyone or any other media platform if you don't have one that's fine as well um and we could just go to the wind down no i do got one i oh. say nobody can know this oh. we are actually working on a three 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 address three 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 peter street podcast the whole channel exclusive so, access yeah i haven't done that i haven't told nobody that but we're working on that after the show <gasps> and we will have like everybody will have their own little shows and do their thing and we're gonna get it out there mm. yeah thank you for i want to hear these, what these young people talk about. <laughs> i know right with these young folk guys <laughs> 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 i like <laughs> so last but not least is our wind down which is the shout out social media last words and question of the day um so yeah you can give your shout out to your social media and any last words that you want to leave our guests i'm going to get a, a charger real quick but yeah you can leave them with um your shout outs my shout out shoot man shout out Ashland, North Carolina, atlanta georgia i love atlanta georgia God, I love that place. Um, I love Asheville too. Castleberry Hill, my partner Tukey, my partner Corey, my partner Artemis Jenkins, PD Parker, uh, everybody, my whole staff, Mr. Soul, Patchworks, uh, Goat Farm, Anthony Harper. All oh, I just love everybody, man. Everybody in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to everybody in Atlanta. I got some um, female artists too. I got some female painters that um, I'm going to introduce. You probably already know her, but I'll send you her information as well. Um, but uh, last but not least, oh, and your social media. Did you give out your social media? Oh, Instagram, Maya Bailey. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram, Maya Bailey. <laughs> and uh, on Twitter, too. On Twitter, don't be, don't take stuff I say personal on Twitter. I just <laughs> uh, crazy shit sometimes. I be having fun. Yeah, that's I think where we met. So I was just like, yeah, it is, it is what it is. I don't even know how. That's a whole nother story because I don't I don't know. 
I know. I just know we've been social media friends for a long time. Shout out to Samandy. Samandy's also she works at Patchwork um, right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, she got she's from VA. She's from VA as well. So we used to do a I podcast. Live in, I used to live in Norfolk back in the day. What? That's something that I didn't know. See, it's a full that, circle. No, 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 no. It's yeah. a. This another Exclusive one. Access. You know what? Mm-mm-mm. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do this, Maya. You're not doing this to me. <laughs> All right. So last but not least, we have the question of the day. You ready for this? <clears throat> what bothers you about the industry? And what do you feel your solution would be to help fixing it? Um, My problem about the industry is when it's people who not artists, like try to tell artists what to do. I hate that one. I'm probably saying. And like, I like to see artists getting paid. I want to see most of the execs be paid, but the actual artists mm. don't be as paid as you think they should be. I want to see artists make some money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, mm. especially make young people, I want to see them get they, get their paperwork right. That's important as well. So and get paid and get get paid your deposit fifty percent up front. And if you don't have a name, if you don't have a name for yourself, get tickets up front. But if your name is established and there's no doubt that everybody knows what your product is, get a hundred percent up front. Mm. Don't do no work. I don't do no work. I don't do no positive. tattoos. I know that's right. <laughs> so, are you looking for any apprentice or any like any people to join your team now, or are you are you just currently? You know, I am right now. I got, okay. We got man, we got a lot of apprentices. I got a lot of apprentices right now, and I like that because we all. I get to see who can work as a team organically. Mm. Uh, I, I I don't mind. I'm always open to open my you know anybody who's willing to learn and put in a dedication and discipline. I'm really down with showing anybody. I won't really. It's very rare that you just creep me out. That you know what I'm saying? Are you just too old? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you know, but. <laughs> I'm I'm really down with that. Like, but you know, they gotta start from the ground up by cleaning up. Mop right. floors. Like you can't you gotta learn how to you gotta take pride in this building like it's your building. Right. You know, I'm you gotta start everything. Somewhere. I'm I'm teaching everything. We're not skipping that lesson until we get to we not you don't know how to clean up. We ain't going to tattooing. Right. Because <laughs> you know right. that's the first thing about tattooing, like sanitizing your area. Cleanly. Like yeah, like, even I know that and I'm not <laughs> and I'm yeah. not even an artist, but um, yeah, <laughs> but yes, we are definitely coming to a close. And like I said before, keep up the good work. Um, just shit, keep being a, a, a pivotal person in this community, in this culture. Um, everybody knows your name. You're a My household name. Who, which one is it? Saray? Is it? Yeah, she just said. <laughs> Photo ready. <laughs> Gotta be. That's rude. Gotta be. That's rude. <laughs> Shout out to your team. Shout out to your support system. I love them, man. I love them. Shout out to everybody living in the I'm moment. There. And that's what you, what you have to do is live for the present and, and, and plan for the future. Because you never know what the day is going to bring because... It's too much stuff going on in this world to not have a smile on your face. 
It's too much stuff to be feeling some type of way. So whatever it is y'all got going on, y'all pray on it and keep pushing. <laughs> For real. Because like I said. And let's give a shout out to Michael K. Williams who yes. passed away today. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Much yes. love to that brother on the other side. Much love to him, bro. Yes, and a comedian. He, um, a comedian, Fu Quan. He's, um, he was on yeah. ADD. That, that shit. I don't want to leave here like that, but yeah, um, if y'all dealing with something, mental health, mental health is definitely something that you have to look into. If you're going through something, please, please, please get help. Don't be afraid to open your mouth and say, I need help. Don't be afraid to to cry. Don't be afraid to express your emotions. Whatever it is that you got to do to to besides hurt yourself or hurt someone else, please get it done. Like, please just 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 make it happen because it's real. It, as you can see, pe- people are losing their lives. And, and all we need to do is inspire one another in which Maya has come and done today. And we're going to leave with that note. Um, Make sure you guys follow me in my SS Hollywood 313. Like, share, subscribe this live as well as when it is over. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it will be on all streaming platforms on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Um, but yes, if you want to be a guest, go to www.allofhollywood.biz. And Maya, do you have anything else before we get up out of here? I hope I see everybody Friday, September 10th at Peter Street Station for the Twin Flame show. Mm. It's really, it's really, really trippy. <laughs> <laughs> trippy, man. I don't know other words. <laughs> we trippy, man. I wish I was in Atlanta. Oh my gosh, I gotta come visit y'all for real. For I'm gonna real. post the pictures. I'll make sure. We got a, <laughs> my gallery page on Instagram is Hidden Gallery Three Three Three. Oh yes, I, I think yeah, I have that page. I'm gonna go follow that. Anytime we we make sure we post every piece that's in the show uh, after the opening. Okay. So people again, who not there can see it and check it out. And hopefully, if it don't sell, you can actually have a chance to purchase it right off the page. Mm. Well, you heard it. Mr. Maya Bailey. He is everything. If Man, y'all better go follow him. His name, Maya Bailey. And this is episode 75. Peace up, A-Town Down. Thank you. <laughs> Much love. Much love. Thank you. All right. Is it me or was it To be a guest on So Hollywood the Podcast, just email So Hollywood the Podcast at gmail.com 
or follow me on Instagram, So Hollywood the Podcast and M I S S Hollywood 313. Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgang.com.